It's always a blessing to come to the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Me, I just ate. Oh, I'm hungry. I've not, I've not really eaten. So, I'm, I'm a little hungry, but I'm okay. And I'm tired. Tired. I want to sleep. Do you understand? I want to sleep. I really want to sleep, but I have to learn. I have a lot to learn, child. Are we fine? Are we fine? Are we happy? Are we happy? Are we happy? Are we happy? Because this thing that we're doing here, if 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 there is if there is no excitement that comes with it, if there is no joy, if there is no happiness, if if if, if that thing is not there, you become depressed at a point. Do you understand? Yeah, remember one time, I, I, I think we had, I don't know if it was Swolling Sunday or something of the sort. I think it was one Swolling Sunday. Then we had bath from here to here. I didn't really bring that many people. I didn't cross my targets. I didn't, I didn't bring so many people. And we had, to, we had to raise money for something. I think we were honoring either Bishop Joshua or Bishop Doug. So we had to raise money. And I remember I had some last coins being in my bank account with Stambik and my ATM card was with me. And I didn't have money. I walked from First Love Center all the way to Banking Square to go and withdraw like is it 60 CDs or something. To go and withdraw 60 CDs. And I walked all the way back to the First Love Center. And I remember when I was walking and I was coming on the road somewhere between where the Legon Hospital is, the clinic. As I was walking there, walking there, a car came to pass. And something told me that, why not just step into the road like this? So that the car will hit you. Then that's all, you are done. Everything is finished. Like no one come and stress you about church again. You won't go and call anyone and they'll be doing skills. They won't do this, they won't do that. They won't like, all that shit is behind me. Do you understand? Yes, I was depressed. I was depressed. I was depressed. I was depressed. Yeah. I was very sorry, but God, God has me. God is holding me. God is holding me. God is holding me together. And God is helping me. God is helping me. In everything I do, God is helping me. In everything I do, God is helping me. Amen. Eyes closed. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for a wonderful time in your presence. We thank you for the opportunity to listen to your word. Come and minister to us. Come and talk to us in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, come and arrest my senses. Come and use me to speak to your people. Come and use me to speak to me in the name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come and do your thing, Lord. Come and do your thing. In the name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Did we bring Bibles to church? Did we bring Bibles to church? Open your Bibles too. Colossians. Yes, it's Colossians. 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 Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. Today's message will be quick, quick and powerful. Then we're out. Quick, 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 quick. 
Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Verse 1. There's someone there. If you are there, say I'm there. If you are not there, say wait for me. Wait for me. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. I'm reading from the King James Bible. It says that, For I would that ye knew what great conflicts I have for you. This is Paul talking to the people of Colossians. He was writing a letter to them and this was what he was saying. That for I would that ye knew what great conflicts I have for you. And for them at Laodicea, for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, and to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words, for though I be sent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit. Be absent, right? Though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit. Joying and beholding your order and steadfastness of Christ. Of, of, of steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, so ye walk in him. And so ye walk in him. Wait, am I, am I off? I'm coming. Check. Okay, we are on track. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so you walk in him, rooted and built in him, and stabilized, what, and yes, yeah, established, whatever the word is, in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with forgiveness. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Therein with thanksgiving, mercy. Beware. <laughs> Lord. Let's continue. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceits after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth in all fullness of God, of the Godhead, boldly, bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Let me read again. For I would that ye would know the great conflicts I have for you and for them that are at Laodicea. Amen. Amen. What is the title of my message today? Attempt great fights for God. Attempt great fights for God. Attempt great fights. Attempt to fight great battles for God. Attempt it. Attempt to endure great fights for God. Attempt to do great things. Attempt to endure, like to endure very difficult situations for God in the name of God. Attempt it. Why not? Attempt it. Attempt it. Attempt. Attempt. Attempt it. For I would that ye would know what great conflict I have for you. What great conflict. Paul was talking to the people of Colossians that if you only knew the struggles that I am going through for your sake, if you only knew the pain I was going through for your sake. And Paul was a normal Christian like any of us. 
Christianity is a struggle. Christianity is a fight. Christianity is a battle. That's one thing we fail to recognize. We've been going to church for so long and most of the preaching, they keep talking about how everything has been done. Everything is okay. There is no more struggle. There is no more suffering. Like you are just moving. You are just cruising. You are just chilling. There is no difficulty. Like everything is okay. Everything is okay. They keep preaching that word. And we keep hearing it over and over and over and over and over again. Like there is no struggle at all. But I'm coming here today to tell you that there is a lot of struggle in Christianity. Christianity is not easy. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult to be a Christian. It's difficult. It's hard. It's hard. Say hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's difficult to be a Christian. It's difficult. Let me read the verse again. Colossians chapter 2 verse 1. Colossians chapter 2 verse 1. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you. Ye knew what great conflict. Conflict. Do you know what conflict is? Do you know what a conflict is? Do you know what a conflict is? What is a conflict? When we were in JHS, they taught us conflict in citizenship. What's a conflict? It's a disagreement between two or more people. Or what? Isn't, isn't that a decision? It's a disagreement between two or more people. Or two or more parties. Two or more parties. Two or more persons. Yeah. Two or more persons. Conflict to great conflict. Like there's a struggle. See, if you study literature in JHS, there are types of conflicts. I think there's person to self to self there's self against the world or some there's, there's some dynamics be like that. Yeah, I forgot it. yeah conflict like it's a struggle to be a christian to be a good christian to be a stable christian to be an okay christian it's a struggle like it's a it doesn't come easy it doesn't come easy. See, we've been we've been around, so they just keep telling us that everything is okay. Sometimes we listen to certain messages, the finished work of Christ, everything is okay. There's no struggle. You just have to be comfortable. Jesus Christ has carried all the struggles on the cross. He has finished the work. He has finished the work. You are in a rest. So you have to come and rest. So yours is to rest. Is to rest though. Yours is to rest. That's the message we hear. Yours is to rest to rest in the finished work of God. Then you just sit down comfortable. See, I listened to a message by Pastor Chris eh, and he says, Christians of today are sissies. Do you know what a sissy is? <laughs> Christians of today are sissies. They're like, they're like, no, they're, they're like women. Like let's say, so when we say, when, let's say when a man, when a man is, is tough, we say he's a man. But when he starts acting like a woman in some way, some way, we say, barbarian or barbarian or something, something like that. Yeah. Christians of today have become what? Sissies. Sissies is a word. Do you understand? Sissies, yes. And we are so comfortable in the lives that we found ourselves in. And we are happy there. Do you understand? But it is a struggle to be a Christian. It's a struggle to be a good Christian. It's a struggle to be a stable Christian. It's a struggle. And you need to fight it. And you need to bring yourself up to the point where you'll be able to stand and say and stand on your feet and say, I am a Christian. And because I am a Christian, I will not do this and I will not do that. Why? Because I am a Christian. And it's not easy. I don't like you. It's not. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And Paul was saying that uh, 
I'm like I'm fighting wars for your sake. For your sake, for the sake of the church in Colossians, Paul was fighting battles. Paul was fighting battle. It's high time we rose up as Christians to that point and we realize that the earth that we are living on here is not a friendly place. It's not a friendly place. It's, it's not friendly. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, power, and rulers, oh, and rulers in high places. And thrones, oh, they are there in high places. Those are the things we are fighting against. It's not easy to be a Christian. It's like the day you became born again, and you became like a bright shining light on a hill, okay? Now, everyone around or everyone in the neighborhood can see that on that mountain, there is a light there. Do you understand? And everyone around here in the sense that all the demons who that are around, every evil angel that ever fell from heaven, every demon, every spirit that is roaming on this planet is all around you. And the day you became born again, you became a light. Why? Because you allowed light to enter into you. It's like there's a bowl, okay? And you light a, a torchlight and you put it under the bowl. When you cover it, you can see that the bowl starts to glow. Sometimes when you're in your room or you go to paint or something, the white bulbs, they put red caps or party caps on them. Then the whole room becomes red. Do you understand? So the day you gave your life to Christ and Jesus Christ came into you and the Holy Spirit arrested you and took over your body, a certain light came to you, okay? That's why scripture says that he had appeared to the world though like a light and the darkness could not comprehend that light so the darkness that was that was in you vanished the day jesus christ entered into you the day you accepted jesus christ as your lord and personal savior that light came into you and the darkness that was in you could not comprehend that light so you in yourself became light why because you are one with him okay so the human being there who had given his life to christ became light now after you became light when it rains and the light is shining what happens all the what they call them termites and those things they fly to the light that is how demons flock to you and that is how demons are standing all around you and they are all trying to break in and go there and go there they want to enter why because you are what they feed on you are what they feast on someone gave a revelation from genesis see god punished the snake to eat the dust of the earth do you understand? And someone gave a revelation that since God punished the snake to eat from the dust of the earth and man was created from the dust of the earth, then it means that the serpent's meal is man. So serpents there is not like a real snake, real snake. Serpents there represents the devil. Why? Because the devil had taken on the form of a serpent and had come to tempt the woman for her to eat the fruit and she went to give it to the man and the man ate it. So serpents there that was cursed was the devil that was cursed. And he was cursed that his food shall be what? He shall eat from the ground and he shall crawl on the ground do you understand and since man was created from the ground and from the that's why you say when you die you say ashes ashes that's that's all that so since man was created from the ground what food will the serpent eat man why because man was also created from the dust of the earth do you understand so someone's revelation or calculation is that that is why demons like us so much that is why when they see us we look so attractive yeah, we, we look like we look like uh, look like models on Instagram, and they wore bikini and um, what's the word pants and bikini, and they use I don't know if it's oil or what, and they're lying in the sun and or multi blinks. Do you understand? Yeah, that's what we look like. We look attractive. We look like KFC, or we look like we look like like most sometimes oh, no, in the typical Ghana neighborhood when they fry their fish and they, they they display their fried fish. You can see the oil dripping from from the fried fish. Do you understand? Or when you go and buy tilapia and they grill the tilapia and they decorate. Hey, see one time, see one day. One day. One day I was in the 
I was doing internship, okay. And my boss, by the grace of God, he likes me. Do you understand? So he bought Pinocchios for me. Do you know Pinocchios? No Pinocchio. Who knows Pinocchios here? Who knows Pinocchios? Pinocchio is a food joint in Osu. Okay, it's a food joint in Osu. Food is amazing. I'm sure you know them, of course. Food amazing. Hey, the food is nice. And the chicken. Ha! It's like the Thai. I don't know if it's a Thai, it's a techie or what. It's huge. And it's in a whole separate bowl. And there's this sauce they've done. Looks like ketchup, kind of. And they pour it over the chicken. And there's they, they cut green pepper. There's carrots. There's onion. And they put it all over the. Oh, beautiful. Hey, nice. And it tastes, it's, it's like they put sugar in the sauce. Do you understand? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's so, it's so, I just enjoy it. That is what you look like oh, to the demons. So all of them, they are all trying. All of them are trying to come in, are trying to come to you. They are all attempting to enter. That's why the scripture says when a demon is cast out of you, it goes away, goes to roam the earth. But in the end, they will come back and come and check because you are the food. Oh. You are what feeds them. You are what feeds them. That, that's what they need to survive on this earth. When they don't have a host, when they don't have a human being, they are tormented. So they can't stand the torment. It's better to be inside a human being. They were not designed to live on this planet too. That's the first thing you have to understand. They were not designed to live here. They came here by chance. By their own foolish deeds, they ended up here. So the only way you can survive on this planet is to survive through a human being. Why? Because we are in a physical reality, okay? And the way we interact with this reality is by physical touch and experience. That's why we have feeling senses so that we can interact with this world. When you die, these senses are stripped away and all these senses are taken away. That's why dead people cannot lift tables and chairs. That's why they can't do that. Do you understand? That's why dead people can walk through walls. Because they've lost the part of them that helps them to interact with reality. Don't forget my message. Attempt great fights for God. Attempt great fights. Attempt great battles for God. Great battles. Great battles. To great battles. Great battles. Christianity is a struggle. It's a fight. You have to see it as it, as it is. You have to see it as it is. Don't be passive. Don't be a passive Christian. Don't be a Christian who just goes to church on Sundays and comes back to sleep in their room or goes to church and say you try to come for midweek and you go back to sleep in your room like you do absolutely nothing. That's all you do. You are the type of Christian that that's wakes up. Even the morning prayers cry, you don't do it. You are the type of Christian, you don't read your Bible. You are the type of Christian who has not ministered unto anyone before. You've never won a soul. What kind of Christian are you? How did you get the name Christian? Or what do you think the name Christianity is all about? How did it come about? How did you get it? What kind of Christian are you? Don't be passive. Attempt great fights for God. Attempt great struggles for God. Determined to fight. Determined to fight for God. Determined to fight for your Christianity. Determined to stand firm. Hold yourself together. It's a battle. It's a war front. I want you to see it as it is. It's a war front. It's a war we are fighting. It's a war we are fighting. It's a war we are fighting. When you were born, you were born into sin. The devil was already winning. Then when you became born again, you were born again. And you joined the Lord's army. And now the devil has turned all his weapons against you. That's why scripture says, if you are not with me, you are against me. You are not with the devil. So you are definitely against him. So if you are idle, if you are passive, he will attack you with everything he has. And I believe you, me, he will bring you down. Because he has been in this business for a long time. For a long time. For a long time. For a long time. It's a struggle. 
chapter, open to Philippians, Philippians chapter 12. Let me read it. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, Philippians 12, Philippians 12. Wherefore, 12. Philippians 2, 12. Miss, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, that's I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. It's a struggle, oh. It's a struggle to be a Christian. It's a struggle. It's a fight. You have to determine to be in the battle. You have to determine to pick up your weapon. You have to determine to be, to be, to be steadfast. You have to determine to be on the battlefront with your sword, with your shield, with your boots, with your breastplate, with your belt. You have to determine to do it. It has to be a conscious effort. Conscious. You must be aware of it. It doesn't just happen, oh. No one, been hinted, no one floats through life on flowery beds of roses. Some people think after they are born again, all is well. Yes, all is indeed well, oh, but all is not well. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, all is indeed well. All is indeed well. You are born again, you become a new creation. Behold, the old has passed away. All things have been made anew. Then you go and listen to a, 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 a preaching, then you say that. Finished work of God. Everything is done. Jesus nailed it all on the cross. You are free. You are happy. Live your life. You are okay. There's no longer struggle. There's no longer struggle. Oh, you're cool. You're cool. Then you are relaxed. Then you're just dead. Feeling free. You go to church on Sunday. Then the, the, the pastor psych you up. Then you become charged. Then you're shouting. Ha, 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 ha. Then you go. Ha. The whole week. You come and do your canal things. You go to class. You do this. You do this. You do this. Then Sunday you go back. Then the pastor will psych you up. Then you start jumping. You jump, jump, jump. Then you be excited. Then you score for money. Then you move the money and slap it on the altar and bless and bless. Ah, you think that's Christianity? That's what we think. That's what that's what we've reduced Christianity to. That's what we've reduced it to. We've reduced it to just that. A pastor comes to psych you up. Then you are hyper. Then you give him money. You put money on the altar. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then the whole week you do absolutely nothing. You don't even pray. Then you go to church on Sunday again. Then you do the same thing over and 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 over for 20 years, for 21 years, for 19 years and over and over. You just go to church on Sunday, come and sleep the whole week. Go to church on Sunday, sleep Sunday, sleep Sunday for 21 years of your life. 21 years. So if you get to heaven, only tell God, the earth that you brought me to for 21 solid years, all I did was go to church on Sunday and sleep throughout the week. Hey! For 20, think about it, for 21, how old are you? How old, how old are you? How many souls have you won? You see, when I was in JHSM, we used to watch videos on Illuminati, Illuminati, Illuminati things. And most of the videos say they used to refer to human beings as souls, as souls. And the souls are the currencies they use in where, wherever they go. So how many souls do you have? That's why most of the musicians, Beyonce and Co., we used to see that they were big dons in the Illuminati. Why? Because they have many followers. Indeed, some of us even listen to them. Yes. God is helping us. Amen. They have souls, though. So when they go, that is their, it's like the number of followers and the, the fans they have and all that, that is their net worth in the spirit. That is their, what is your net worth? No, think about it, too. 
Think about what is your network. Just stock up your treasures in heaven where rust and moth will not go and corrode it to. And where thieves will not break into steel. What treasures do you think he's talking about? You think he's talking about dollars? You think he's talking about dollars? You think stocking up your treasures in heaven is picking your dollars and putting it on the altar? That is stocking up your treasures in heaven. Is that what you think? So you are stocking, instead of putting your money in the bank, you are giving it to the pastor. Or instead of putting your money in the bank, you are putting it in the offering bag. Is that what you think? See, the scripture that says that when we get there on that day, our works will be passed through fire. Our works. What have you done for God? What, is, what work do you have to present? What work do you have? A porter goes to his place, oh, his place of poetry. He sits down, then he puddles his thing, then the thing goes down, then he forms a clay. After forming that clay pot or clay whatever thing, that is his work, oh. Then he presents it, then some, they will put it through fire, then it will become hard, then someone will come and buy it. When you get there on that day, what will you present to God? What do you have to give to him? You go empty-handed, and what will you tell him? That for 21 years of my life, for 20 years of my life, for 19 years of my life, this is all I could do. All I could do, all the talents you gave me, I dug the ground and hit them there and covered them. Then on that day when the master comes to you, tell him he's a very wicked man. Why did he give this guy to? Why did he give this? This guy, look at the way this guy is preaching. He can really preach. Oh, oh look at this guy, the way he can sing. He can really sing. Oh, so he, he can win souls for God. Oh, this guy can do spoken word. Oh, this guy can drum. This guy can drum. But me, I can't do anything. So take your thing back. That's what you tell him. That's why you didn't do anything for God when you're on this planet. That's why you didn't do anything. That's why you didn't do anything. Because you made light of what he had given you. You made it small because you saw your Christianity as nothing impressive. It looked small for you. It looks tiny in your eyes. Cemented but a small thing. Cemented but a small thing. But a small thing. But a small thing. That's what you made it. You made absolutely nothing. See, I'm telling you today, rise up and fight. Attempt to fight for God. See, it says it. It says in this, let me read it. Matthew chapter 11 verse 12 says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence taketh it by force. The violence, there's no peace in the church. Oh. There's no peace in the church. There's no peace. There's no peace. We have to rally ourselves together and do the work of the Lord. Because on that day when we are no longer here, that is what we will present to God as our offering. That is our sacrifice. When God says, where are your works? Where are your works? Where are your works? Where are your works? Who will you give him? Will you give him money? The dollars will burn in the fire. I would rather present a solo. I would rather present currency, heavenly currency. Souls. So when one person, when one soul is one, there's a party in heaven. We learned that from the parable of the, uh, this one, the, what's it called? The prodigal son. When he came back, there was a whole party. The man threw a party and Jesus was likening it to the kingdom of heaven. When one person is saved, there's a party in heaven. When one person is saved, there's a party in heaven. One person, party, one person, party, one person, party. How many parties have you caused in heaven? How many? How many? Are you known? Like, ask yourself these questions too. Does God know you? He says on that day, some will say, but we prophesied in your name. We cast out devils in your name. And you say to them, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I know you not. Hey, are you not scared? Even those that are casting out devils in his name, he does not know them. Then you, who does absolutely nothing and sits passively in the church, how will someone notice you? How will you be noticed at your workplace? It's if you get up and you do something. It's if you do. It's if you act. That is how you'll be noticed. That is how you'll be appreciated. That is how you'll be brought closer. That is how you things will be revealed to you. Things will be revealed to you. You will see things. God will show you things. Imagine you are a guy who talks about God. Let's say you are always talking about me. You are my PR, okay? So you are always on TV or on radio talking about me. 
Do you think I'll, don't you think I'll be very close to you? You'll be very, I'll be, I'll be very close to you. Why? Because you go out to the world and you tell the world about me. So I'll make sure I bring you close. So that everything I do, you see it and you know exactly what is happening. Then you'll be able to present me out well. You know where to cover, where not to cover. The things to talk about, the things not to talk about. You know the mistakes I've done and you know what to say to cover up the mistakes I've done and all that. Why? Because you are my PR. So you'll be very close to me. That's exactly what we are. That's why Christ Embassy is called Christ Embassy. Because it's an actual embassy. It's a representation of heaven on earth. That's why they call it Christ Embassy. First love. First love because we are the first lovers of God. We are the first lovers. If this is God, we are here. We are sitting by Him at His right hand. We are the ones taking the fan. We are the first wives. Do you understand? That's what I'm telling you. Like, it's a fight, though. It's a fight. It's a fight to be a Christian. It's a fight to be a serious Christian. You must bring yourself to that realization, or else you fall away, or else you backslide. A little shaking, you go away. A little shaking, a little tremble. A little tremble, you go away. A little, you go away. A little, just a little, you go away. Just a little, you go away. You must, you must make yourself understand. It's a fight. It's a, it's a real fight. It's a hassle to be a Christian. It's a hassle. It's a hassle. I don't know what I'm preaching. Me, I'm just talking. First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter six. First Corinthians chapter six. I want us to start from somewhere verse eleven. First Corinthians chapter six. You know what? Let's just read the whole verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that ye shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye be judgments, if there ye have ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are less esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man amongst you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother, but brother goeth to law with brother and, the, and before the unbelievers. Now therefore, this is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to the law one with another. Why do ye not rather take wrong? Why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong and defraud, and that's, and that's your brethren. Ye know ye, know ye not, that the unrighteousness shall not inherit the, he- the kingdom of heaven. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate what is the meaning of that nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor what's that revealers nor extortionists shall inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you but are washed by are washed but ye are sanctified yes but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the spirit of our God verse 12 
all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. All things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. That is the attitude of a Christian. That is the attitude of a Christian. Yes, we understand that you've been saved though. We understand that Jesus Christ has justified you. But that does not give you the right to go and do whatever you feel like doing. That does not give you the right to become a fornicator. And you hide under the umbrella that all things are lawful. Paul says all things are lawful. But not all things are expedient. Expedience there meaning not all things are helpful. It's a struggle to be a Christian. It's a struggle to be a good Christian. It's a struggle. And you must rise to the challenge. You must rise up and stand your ground and tell yourself that, listen, I have given my life to Christ. That's it. That's the end of all of it. I've stopped. I've stopped. I've stopped. I've stopped. That's why scripture says, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. By the renewal of your mind. Change your ways. Change your ways. Change your ways. Hold yourself together. Be a serious Christian. Be seen as such. Be seen as such. Scripture says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now pause and ask yourself, as you are now, if someone sees you and the person sees the way you are living your life, will the person desire to become a Christian? Or will the person desire to become, to come in, to even bother to go to church or bother to come and know God? Think about it. Think about it too. When the person sees your life, and sees the way you interact with other people, the things you do and all that. Will the person bother to come to church? Will the person bother to come to God? Ask yourself this question today. Ask it. Ask yourself. Once in a while, take a pause, okay, from life and ask yourself questions. If someone sees you today, will the person give their life to Christ? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine before men. If someone sees you, will they give their life to Christ? Will someone see you and say, hey, God is working through you. Like, like you inspire me. You inspire me to do more for God. You inspire me to do more for God. Will someone say that's about you? Will someone, why not long for such a thing? Why not long for such a thing? Why not long? Why not wait? Why won't let someone see you and call you Jesus? Why not let someone see you and call you Crefe? It's even better. It's better to be called Crefe. At least the person has recognized that. You are a very spiritual guy and you really believe in the things that you are doing. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why should they point at you and say, that girl that I met at? Who? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Hold your ground. Stand your ground though. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Plant yourself on a rock. Plant yourself on a rock or else when the waves come, you'll be washed away. You'll be washed away. You'll be washed away. You'll be in heaven, but you won't be happy. Hey, let me advise you. Let's gather heavenly currency, souls to your name. I know a guy, last year was his 21st birthday. On his 21st birthday, do you know what he did? He won 21 souls. He preached on 21 buses. On his 21st birthday, he preached on 21 buses. Somewhere in Madina, I think. Winning souls for Christ, though. Winning souls for Christ. That is work. That is your work, oh, that you can present to God. 
You can present to you see when you do such things for God, when you are saying a prayer, or when there's a difficulty in your life, you remind him. There's a verse that says you remind God, you send it to you, bring it to his remembrance. That Lord, listen to me. I'm praying to you. I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that, I did this for you. Why is this thing happening to me? Why is it happening? I don't understand. You better do something about it. And I tell you, God will move. The surest way your prayer will be answered is if you work for God. Surest way. Surest. Surest way. Why? Because you are always there. Jesus Christ says, Go ye therefore into the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. So if you want the presence of God, if you want Jesus Christ, his presence to be assured in your life, you should fulfill that scripture, Matthew 20 verse 18 to 20. Says, go ye therefore into the world. As you are going ye therefore into the world, his presence is by you all the day long. He's always there. He never moves. That's how I know Jesus is with me every single day. That's how I know the Holy Spirit is with me every single day. He doesn't go anywhere. He's always standing by me. All I need to do is turn around and say, Charlie, what's up? That's how I know he's there. Why? Because I know from the little that I'm doing that at least I go ye therefore into the world from time to time to preach the gospel to other people, I signed myself. That's how I know. That is my assurance. That is my assurance. My assurance that Jesus is there. That is how I will keep climbing higher and higher and higher and higher in life. I will never come down. 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 Why? Because Jesus is constantly, always, his presence is everlasting by my side. Until I die, he's not living. Until I die, the Holy Spirit will never leave my presence in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that is how you you secure yourself. Oh, sure, banker, that is a bet you can bet. That's something you can bet on. That is your insurance. That is your insurance. That is your insurance. That is your insurance. That is my insurance. That is my insurance. If nothing works in my life, eh, Jesus will work. If nothing works, Jesus will work. Nothing where Jesus away, and he constantly takes me higher, constantly takes me higher, constantly takes me higher, constantly takes me higher. I've never come down since the day I started rising. I've never come down. I've never come down. I just keep going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher since since primary. When I started moving up, I've never come down. I tell you, when I started moving up, I've never come down. I've always been at the top. Always been at the top. Always been at the top. And God's got me. Do you understand? Why? Because I take his work seriously. At least I do something. At least though, I do something. At least I do something. Christianity is not bread and butter. Christianity is not pancakes. Christianity is not a drink up. Christianity is not pie and shawarma. Christianity is not meat pie and bread. Christianity is not yogurt and finite. Christianity is not fan max. Christianity is not vital milk. Okay? Christianity is like a petechi. A bed. I've never done a position from that. Let me say one story. Let's go. One time, I went to my hometown. And it was early in the morning, around like six. And this old man, he didn't have teeth. Like the upper part, he doesn't have teeth. <laughs> and in the morning, around six, then he was going to the farm. So he had his machetes and other things with him. Then he entered. There was a bar in front of our family house in my hometown. Then he entered the bar. They told the barman, mommy, two shots. <laughs> and he doesn't, he doesn't have teeth, so like, it sounds funny. But, uh, 
Then they poured it for him, bro. Early in the morning, no. Early. I don't think he had eaten. No. Then he took the thing. Then he. It's like an electricity passed through his That is Christianity. When it arrests you, it makes you do things. When the Holy Ghost came upon Paul, came upon Peter, when he started preaching, he preached and 3,000 people came to know God. Why are you not doing the same? We speak in tongues, so how many people, how many people have been brought to Jesus? Seriously. So Christianity is not bread and butter. Christianity is not bread and butter. It's a, it's a struggle. It's a fight. Don't Don't be so passive about it. Don't approach it with such connect. Like this is one of those things. Hey, it's like we've relegated it to the background. It's like if, if I have nothing doing, then I'll do something in relation to the church. Like if there's a decision, to, if I have to make a decision between church and something, I'll pick that thing over church. And we are all guilty, including me. But that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to be. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and churches. All other things shall be added unto you. This is the way cool. It's for all of us, not only for pastors. This is the way. Let's set up and become serious. 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 Amen. Let's be outstanding. Eyes closed. Eyes closed. I want you to reflect on your life. Reflect on your life. And ask that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit should take control. Say a short prayer. Tell the Holy Spirit that I'm tired of being in charge. Come and take over. I'm really tired. I'm tired of being in charge. I'm tired of the way I'm running my life. I can see it's not going well. It's better for you to be in charge. It's better for you to be in charge. Holy Spirit, come and take charge. Holy Spirit, come and take over. Holy Spirit, come and take control. It's better, it's way better. It's better for you to be in charge. I'm messing my life up, Lord. I'm messing it up. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, Holy Spirit. Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. Please help me. Please come and take over. Please come and take over. In the name of Jesus, come and take over. Come and take over. Come and take over. Come and take over. Come and run affairs. Holy Spirit, come and run affairs. Come and take over. Come and take over. Come and take over. Come and take over. In the name of Jesus. I'm tired. I'm tired, Holy Spirit. I'm tired. I'm broken. I'm hungry. I'm weary. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and take charge. Come and take charge. Come and take charge of my life. Come and take charge of my life. Come and run affairs. Come and run affairs, Lord. I know you want what's best for me. Come and take over in the name of Jesus. Ekusiya nahala, akose tema isiaka, akola basote meyata, asuna makasweke, esuko shakayana, madoya makasoya tele, eduska palamorosha tamagada, asoko pokamilama, adoya malofke teyaba sakata, esoko pomarima, marima kote maliata, asoko Kopoto yobo sani makaliesi Eka pakata marama Mosata basike teyebe Ekutaya mamarama
makota ya masakataba ekute yemekasodobokase meduma la makasha holy spirit come and take charge come and take over come and take over in the name of jesus masuna malata akoshakataba balababa shakataya eketeketeke katala Everyone should say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. Lord Jesus, I'm starting over. I'm starting afresh. Come and take charge of my life. Come and run affairs, Lord. Come and take the steering wheel. Take me where you want to take me. Do what you want to do with me. My consent does not matter. My consent does not matter. Just do what you ought to do. And that do what you want to do. In the name of Jesus. I pray with thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you for a wonderful time in your presence. We thank you for coming to speak to us. We thank you for ministering unto us. Holy Spirit, let the word be planted in our hearts. And let it germinate into beautiful plants for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Take charge of our lives, Lord. Take charge of our lives. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us. We need it. We need your help. We need your help. We need your help. We need it. We need it. And we ask for it. It says, ask and it shall be given. Lord, we ask for your help. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's be seated. Woo!